Welcome back to Budget Worship. My name is Rob. So good to see y'all again. Uh, with me is Jameson. Uh, he's a uh, He's probably one of the most gifted musicians that I know. We've been friends for a while, and uh, we've been talking about possibly doing some some work together here for for uh, budget worship. Uh, why don't you take a minute, James, to just introduce yourself? Um, how'd you come to this point? Well, wrap it up real quick. Uh, my dad was a pastor. His dad, my mom's dad. So I come from a long line of uh, ministry in a ministry family but when I was super young I got put on the drums in church and uh, by the time I was 10 I was playing the piano and the bass started the guitar and uh, ended up getting to go to college and play play drum set for uh, some traveling choirs and uh, get into the recording business and then the traveling touring business for many years in Nashville and then about 15 years ago, decided to focus more on worship ministry and teaching, and so that's pretty much what I've been doing up until now, is uh, worship pastor and teaching uh, private instructions. All right, so one of the things that we really want to tackle in this episode, and there's there's a lot of different reasons that we would have to get into this, and that's acoustic sets. Um, we can't always have, you know, the things that we've shown in the past has mainly been things where you have just incredible amounts of instruments, or you have backing tracks, and all of this fun stuff, and it's all really fun stuff to play with, and it all really does a good job of helping people open their hearts up for worship, but a lot of times, with a lot of churches, they're really small, they don't have the musical talent to pull from, so that leaves us with what we have right here. We have an acoustic guitar, a gifted singer, and a, a okay cajon player. Uh, so, really, what are, what are the what are the biggest pros of having a setup like this that you can think of, James? Well, first of all, it's personnel. I think that's probably as a, uh, a worship leader, the times that I use acoustic sets is when it's a you know it's a holiday, it's a uh, special time. Um, or I just have people out, like during the summer. Lots of people uh, take off during the summer for, for family vacations. And so sometimes it's just easier to break it down instead of trying to bring in guest musicians. Or uh, a lot of times you can't find a guest musician, especially in the summer. Right. Um, and then, the, of course, the, the things that you would plan that would be special, like, you know, an in-the-round acoustic service. Uh, uh, or when you take it outside, like we're tonight, it's like, hey, we want to go outside. Well, we don't want to set the whole band up outside. We can't set the whole band up outside. So, um, the, the, you know, the acoustic is, uh, you can play the same songs and worship the same God, but it definitely has a different feel. Oh, absolutely. And it has a more almost like a campfire feel. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we there's a fire right here. You know, we, we, were, we were thinking about setting that up. That might have been a little bit much to try and pull off. But having that campfire atmosphere, it really, it also gives it a, an intimate quality. And that's something that a, that a lot of people really overlook when they think about, oh, well, let's just break it down and have an acoustic set. That intimacy uh, between you, the people that you're worshiping with, and, and that also brings the intimacy of the Holy Spirit in there. And that's, that's an important thing that you really can't overlook. That's right. Um, and, you know, it's kind of outside of just acoustic, but uh, something I would do at least twice a year, uh, you know, in my services is get off of the stage. You know, sit down in the floor, get in the middle. If you, you know, if you're in a situation where you can't move chairs, you can sit down. You know, just one step lower, or just change the way people are looking, the direction they're looking, because sometimes that's all it takes for someone to get out of a rut. And, and talking about ruts for a minute. There's a lot of times that people will come into the same service and they'll expect the same songs to be done the same way. And if you don't tell anybody 
that there's going to be a change and you just break down and have an acoustic set, nobody knows about it. Well, that's going to that's going to get people's attention and that's going to put their attention off of the worship leader and off of the worship band and put the attention on Jesus where it's supposed to be. Absolutely. And that's that's a very, very important thing that you just touched on right there, Jameson, having that kind of a, a almost like a reset. Right. Well, the complacency, you know, complacency is one of the worst things you could have in a church, not just in music ministry, but in any of your ministries is people doing the same thing every day the same way um, because, you know, replicate success. But it's what you're talking about. People sit on the same pew and they and they hear the songs. And when it's different, sometimes they're angry that it's different. But sometimes someone might have been dealing with something. They had too much pride to uh, stand up and admit it, but uh, you know, an intimate uh, service where the spirit could come in will just break that shell right off and, and uh, open it right up. It's beautiful. I've seen it. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've seen it happen. And that's something, not, not getting into the same routine. Uh, there's, there's too many people that just have that same routine and I'm, I'm a creature of habit naturally. So I have my way of doing things and I do think, tend to do things the same way every way, every time. But having that different, that different experience, and then let, let's talk about some of the other things that that out that like outdoor worship services. Right now, we're in an outside environment. I mean, we're dealing with traffic noise right now. But you know what? That's really just part of it. We're out here enjoying this beautiful evening. I mean, it's just crisp, clear night. It's absolutely gorgeous. And even just playing our little intro right there, I, I got the spirit tugging at my heart. And I really enjoyed that. And I, I don't even, I've played drums for years, but I've never really been much of a cajon player. But just the, tell. the opportunity. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but the opportunity to just do something different, I mean, that gives me like this different perspective while we're worshiping together. And it really just kind of touched on my heart, even just for that, just for that few minutes. And that's something that we'd really like to, as much as possible, bring to the congregation is that intimate feeling. That's right. Um, well, so here's some really good tips I could give people, not just a, a musician or the planner, but just someone in the church, because I have been in the situation where they said, hey, we're going to do a Christmas Eve service. It's going to be at ABC Park on 123 Street at 7 p.m. Christmas Eve. And I'm like, you know, did anyone scout the location? Is there electricity? You know, is there lights? Are we, are we covered if it rains or snows? You know, that seems like well, why would you think of that? Well, why would you not think of that? You know, if you're going to have a high school graduation at 7 p.m. on the football field, I bet you look at the weather forecast before you go out there. Uh, so it's kind of it works the same way with uh, planning something outdoors. If it's uh, like a sunrise service uh, for Easter or something I've done outside for the past few years, and we've had to set up uh, picnic tents and uh, put them over our heads because it was misting, uh, rainy. We've had to run, um, you know, three or four hundred feet of extension cable so we could uh, hook up a portable speaker. Um, unlike the one we have here that's, that can run off the battery. Um, um, but uh, the, those things you have to think about, besides just planning the song, is uh, logistics. You know, what's it going to look like? Where are people going to stand, sit? Um, and what we're here to talk about is what's it going to sound like and how we're going to uh, estimate or figure out what, what we're going to do so we can uh, pull this off without the singers blowing their uh, vocal cords out by the second course. And these little these little battery powered PA systems, I mean, they're absolutely a blessing. They're portable. They're quick to set up. Uh, Matt, if you would just put the camera on that for just a second. Matt's still here with us, but Matt gets to do uh, his favorite kind of work behind the camera tonight. Uh, this is this is their their youth group 
PA system. It's portable, all it is. We've got an acoustic, we've got a singer, we've got a cajon, and we've got one microphone, and it all comes into this PA system that's battery powered. So basically, it, these have come a long way. Uh, these have what you would have in a mixing board in a larger setup, but they are, like they said, battery powered. They'll last hours, depending on which models you get. This is a Samson specifically. I uh, believe it's about $400 new. There are bigger versions. They can be paired. Uh, but you can see anyone who's familiar with a simple sound system, you have a mic input, a guitar input, uh, Bluetooth, iPhone, USB, so your basic stuff. So to his point, what if you get outside and there's no electricity? Well, guess what? I got a battery-powered speaker and a simple little microphone set up. And that's all it takes because you might have 20 people, but outdoors when there's noise and there's distance, you still need a microphone in some cases. So that's a nice little budget option to pull off this kind of a setup. Right, and I, I've got one of these speakers, an older model, and uh, I've used it. I've had to even replace the, the battery. Uh, I just replaced the battery last year and it was about 20 bucks for a replacement battery, uh, the rechargeable battery. Um, but the thing is with, Sometimes you would say, well, you don't need a microphone. I've heard that a lot. You don't need a microphone. But some people can't really, if they get past this level that we're speaking right now with their singing voice, it loses its effectiveness because really? they're so used to having being mic'd and, you know, more me in the monitor or whatever, and they are not. They can't project. And um, and you really do, I was kidding earlier, but you really do can, you know, damage your, your voice. And you're definitely not going to make that last song. Yeah, whenever whenever I'm on vocals, I have to sing quieter because the louder I get, the faster I blow out my voice, or I actually start to lose part of my range right. um, with with too much volume. And that's something that, as a as a music teacher and a vocal coach, and all the instruments that you teach, that you probably know a lot more about. Yeah, and there's I mean, you can prepare yourself for that. That's why you know that's why opera singers and and people who do uh, live theater, you know, they don't use microphones, but they they do lots of warm-ups and practicing for lots of times years to be able to project at that level and still have all the control that you would want to sing a, a pretty song you know sometimes uh, soft and, and quiet and slow uh, it's hard to pull off when you're having to you know really push your volume out over a crowd of people and vocal dynamics is a, is a it's a thing that's really really tricky until you've spent years and years and years honing that. It's, it's not something that you get overnight or that you're just born with. It actually takes work, and it takes a lot of, like James was saying, it takes a lot of preparation. Well, do uh, you want to talk about some different, maybe, instrument setup for acoustic sure, work? absolutely. So um, I've done everything from the full band, which usually ends up with your drummer sitting on a cajon or playing a, a, a lap percussion set. Um, I like to make the singers work a little bit, you know, with a... Uh, a shaker, even if it's just an egg shaker. Um, no tambourines. We have a very strict rule. If a tambourine, uh, no tambourine and no banjo. If a tambourine is not attached to the drum set with actual <laughs> physical hardware, it is to be burned. There are no rogue tambourines. We could do a, a, a later episode on uh, one time at the church where I hid a tambourine. <laughs> And the lead pastor had to beg me to tell him where I'd hit it. Uh, so did I did know, you tell him? I had to. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was coerced. Chicken. Yeah. So, hey, but you know what I did? This could be another episode. I put that lady in my band. You know, I gave her a job, and she did, couldn't play the tambourine anymore because she was busy doing something else. Just to be clear, you said band, not band. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> but there's a, there's a lot of different things. I mean, you've got acoustic basses that sound that actually project fairly well. I mean, they're they're rather large and cumbersome, but there's 
Oh, there are other options. We got other options for drums other than a cajon. Um, there's a suitcase drum set. I've, I've seen some of those that do a really, really good yeah, job. The little cocktail kit. Oh, yeah, the yeah. cocktail kits are great. Um, you got your singers, obviously, they have their microphones, acoustic guitars. I mean, there's really your, your, your almost endless limitation if you take technology back a little bit and, and go back to, you know, some of the things that you don't really see as much anymore in music because uh, everything's electrified now. Right, though probably the one instrument that that, that loses the most uh, whatever going outdoors would be the, your keyboard piano player because there's, there's you know you pretty much still have to use your electric instrument. Uh, but here again, a keyboard plugged into this, you yeah. could have something. They have little MIDI controllers and an iPad now that could vary. So there are some budget options for right. that. And and with me, you know, when I say an acoustic set, it, it's not doesn't have to be completely stripped down because you know when you're talking about acoustic basses. I've done many acoustic sets with just a normal bass uh, and uh, even the full drum kit. We just took the maybe the electric guitars out of it Absolutely. or any kind of overdrive or distort, you know, padding, any of the ele kind of the electronic uh, sounds we took out of it. Uh, but you know, I, doing worship just by yourself, you know, you can you can go from from one person all the way up to using your full band uh, if you've got the time and uh, the, the the setup and the availability. Uh, of your of your volunteers to uh, do something like that, and something else that we're all familiar with when it comes to acoustic worship sets is what happened during COVID. Uh, during COVID, my church went to having drive-in services where we just had a PA system and we had our singers, we had acoustic guitar, we had an electronic drum set that we brought outside. Uh, and fed that into the PA system. And then we had a little transmitter that it was, it was uh, transmitting on a radio station so everybody would sit in their cars. If it was too cold, they'd roll up their windows and turn on their radios. And when you know the preacher get fired up and everybody wants to say amen, they honk their horns. And it was just this amazing experience, but being, being a part of that worship team and looking over a sea of metallic colored cars with glares reflecting on the windshields and all you hear is the horns, I mean, it's, it's kind of alien and it's kind of it's kind of a lonely feeling but it also gives you that kind of inner quiet and it was it was an amazing experience I'm really glad that we did it and my church started had started doing that on summer evenings when the, when it get cool we would do a drive-in service and then when covid hit we were already set up for that so that that was one thing that really helped a lot um, in dealing with covid was the uh, the flexibility to transition into a worship service like what we've got here this evening right well covid speaking of covid before we went outside we were just acoustic. Matter of fact, it was just me for a couple of weeks, and then we had a singer. And then by maybe the fifth or sixth week, we were we had a couple of singers, and I was able to rotate a couple more people. But not until uh, we went outside for a few weeks did we include a bigger setup. So it kind of works on everything we're talking about. We went a stripped down acoustic, which took uh, I had about a two at the time I had about a two hundred song repertoire in our planning center to choose from, and it immediately cut that down by probably. 60% to something that we could do immediately without having rehearsals because we couldn't rehearse either, uh, not in person. Um, but we, we talked about earlier, we were talking about uh, setups and all, but we, what we decided to do, because we had a plan of we we're going to do this every week for six weeks. We did ours at uh, 8.30 in the morning because we still did our live stream at 10. Um, we, we didn't want to try to live stream the outdoor uh, service because we, you know, we didn't know how to do it, honestly. 
Um, and we'll, what we were able to do was use a, uh, it's actually my school's uh, PA, and I just had to train a team of volunteers and give them all a you know, simple task and you know, make labels for everything and zip tie cables together so they just have one wad of cables to take over to a snake. Um, but you know, you kind of have to adapt and adjust. Uh, luckily, the music part of it and the uh, worship part of it wasn't something we had to adjust to, which I think is what kept it all together for all the churches during that time was the, the heart of let's keep having church. And that's really the important thing is no matter what's going on, we've got to keep having church. We are commanded, we are commanded to gather together uh, to sharpen each other. As iron sharpens iron, we're supposed to be very social with our fellow believers and that's that's scriptural that's biblical and that's very important uh we're not supposed to be off on our own and that was the thing that was so hard with so many people uh when COVID hit was they were having a hard time because they were in isolation um i was very lucky that i never really had to be in isolation so i didn't have to deal with all that i had a job where i didn't miss a day of work because of it but there's so many people that were hurting because they were isolated away from their fellow believers. And it was really live streaming became a way for them to at least get fed. And when it's stripped down acoustic sets, it's simpler, it's easier to live stream. Uh, it's, it's more portable. It can be taken anywhere. Um, there's no reason to not have church and have worship. Right, and you know, speak, you, you can take your acoustic set to the to the local nursing home or the local hospital or the you know wherever you need to take your team. Not just have to be on the grounds of your uh, the, the place where you worship. Absolutely, and to your point, there are still places in the in the world where they can't meet. I mean, they literally China right now they cannot have church, so their best bet is to sneak a church service in in a home or something like that so they don't get the luxury of the the Behringer X32 boards the Midas you know they don't get the luxury of five hours of setup so something as simple as a little battery powered PA speaker and a guitar and a cajon it might be the only way they hear God hear from God hear about God so to our budget worship central theme just know that an acoustic set is a key part of that to break it down change the dynamic and to be honest to get the word out when sometimes it just otherwise couldn't and there's other things like let's say we've got a, a new church plant or a new church startup that meets in a coffee house how better to have a worship service than a guitar a cajon and dedicated hearts that want to worship jesus that's right absolutely that's all it takes the, the equipment can grow with you know with your team um, I'm sure y'all have covered this, some of this before. Will, you know, if you've been in a situation where you had a five-band, five-member team, and all of a sudden God blesses you with more musicians and singers, you're like, well, we, we don't have enough microphones, or we don't have enough inputs, uh, or bigger problems, you know. Um, and it's just kind of ways to grow, but those are good, good growing pains. And there's, I mean, what better growing pain to have than having too many people with, with a servant's heart that want to get together and do this? I mean, that's, that's the best growing pain you could possibly have. Yeah, probably the probably the hardest part of being a worship leader or any leadership in the church is is, is volunteers and recruiting and keeping uh, volunteers. And we actually did a whole episode on that. I think that was our second episode or third episode. Was it was all about taking care of your volunteers, taking care of your team. And you know what? When it comes down to the acoustic sets, breaking down and having something simpler so that the rest of your team can take a week off and sit in the in the congregation with their family and just enjoy a church service, worship in, in and around God's people. I mean, that's that's also part of taking care of your team, and that's very important to do. Yeah, absolutely. 
I've been uh, a part of the Methodist Church for the past nine years and uh, always have Christmas Eve services, several of them. And I would always offer uh, my team the night off. I was like, look, no one has to come on Christmas Eve. I will plan a service that I could do by myself, but you're all invited, you know, and then pick songs accordingly. Songs that would sound great with everyone or that would be okay with just me. Yeah, I like that. Uh, you, you do have to give them breaks. Uh, sometimes I've, I've had personal experiences where people ask, hey, why didn't you come to such and such, the event we did? And I'm like, that's truthfully the only time I get off. You know, <laughs> We're here doing sound. We're here playing. We're doing this every week. It's not that we don't want to hang out. It's just that that's the time that we get to spend. So I and, definitely and, like that point. And here at Budget Worship, I mean, no matter what we're covering, we always have to keep in the back of our minds, we always have to be watchful of burnout because we don't want anybody getting Absolutely. burned out. So everything that we do, whether it's the tech, uh, whether it's an acoustic set, whether it's uh, our live streaming, it's all, we've got to focus on making sure that nobody from our musicians, our worship leaders, our tech teams, nobody gets burned out. And the only way to do that is to give people breaks. That's right. And also try to spot it in your leadership because the thing with leaders, they'll fake it till they make it because you can't completely burn out, even if you are burnt out. Uh, you gotta, you know, you gotta keep dragging your feet along. So if you, you know, pray for your pastors and pray for your church leadership because uh, more than likely one of them is in a in a some kind of stage of burnout because it happens, it comes and it goes. Um, but luckily, we, you know, we've got the great healer who always lets us know exactly what we were supposed to be doing and why we were doing it. It's those winks from God that keeps us right in line with what we're supposed to do. And always be always be watchful for those because those are those are just some of the most important blessings that you get are just those little acknowledgments from God that say, hey, you know what, you're on the right path, or hey, you know what, this is the path you need to go down. And that's something that, especially with planning acoustic sets, you get very very intimate with the Holy Spirit. You're intimate with the people that are worshiping with you. It's just it's an amazing feeling, and it's it's so powerful. And I've. Uh we could talk about, if we wanted to go further, we could talk about some miserable outdoor uh, experiences. You know, when you deal with the elements, uh, getting wet, getting hot, rained on, but uh, that's just part of it. You're gonna play outside, you're gonna have to deal with that stuff. Absolutely. Uh, I think that about covers it. What do you think? Play a little bit? I'll well, enjoy it. Like this. I said, we could talk about it all night, but we could do this song. This song was, uh, I wrote when I was about 20 years old, and it just comes right out of songs. Uh, Be ye still. Thanks for being with us, Jameson.